With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say... I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Are you totally over winter? Are you dreaming of sun, sea, and sand? Let me recommend a new holiday destination to you. You can forget the UK with its highs of nine and light cloud. In this destination, it's sun, 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 hot temperatures. Right now, 18 degrees in this in this location. It really is the the hot holiday hotspot of your dreams. And where is this magical, mysterious scorcher of a place? It's Antarctica. We're all doomed. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. That is apparently quite funny as a as an artist, as a human being. I, I can't tell you firsthand. I'm going to have a look at her Instagram now to see whether she is potentially female Capaldi. Do we think this is possible? Uh, who knows? Um, Doja. Is she, uh, I bet she's Doja Cat on Instagram. Doja Cat. There we go. Is there good content? Has she accidentally blocked a toilet? Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not seeing anything that screams hilarious so far. She likes... She likes unusual hair. In the sort of six photos I've seen, she's got six different hairstyles. That's kind of cool. Okay. Doja Cat, potentially one to watch to be interesting. Maybe maybe it's the interviews where the humor really comes across possible. Anyway, that was Doja Cat. Say so. Sorry. Very rude of me. I haven't said hello yet. Hi, I'm Alec. Welcome along. Conan Gray and Maniac played before that. And this is my radio show. You're all welcome to it. Thanks for hanging out. If you're new, welcome. If you're old, thanks for coming back. Not sure why, but cheers. 
greatly appreciated. On the show today, reasons you should listen and stick around and give it a go. Google Translate mishaps, number one. That is an item on the order of business. We also have the coronavirus quarantine because um, I'm wondering how they decide where they isolate people to when they come back from travel abroad. I've got a few suggestions. We'll do that after four o'clock. I question my sanity this week as well because I I sort of imagined a spelling mistake and told someone about it really confidently and it just it all went a bit weird and I questioned everything. I wasn't sure what was real or not. We'll we'll get onto that as well about 3:45 this afternoon. Talking about hiding people's stuff. I've been a very immature human being, but you'll understand why when I tell you about 25 past 3. And I have a complaint. It's a regular bugbear of mine. The music snobs, they've been out in force again and I've been exposed to it. And I will tell you more in about, I'd say under 10 minutes. So stick around, don't move, hang around with me, stay, don't go. Six second guys on the show as well. And we'll do someone's knocking at your door. It is all going off on Saturday afternoon on Wizard Radio with me. So thanks for picking me. Also going to play you the new Eminem song with Juice World in a second. And May Muller is on soon as well. First though, it's this week I learned. This week I learned. Right at the start of the show, we do three valuable, important, money can't buy life lessons that I've picked up just by going about my daily existence. And I've I've gone through the struggle. I've learned these lessons. So you don't have to. So let's get into it. First up this week I learned that you should you should double check the delivery address of stuff before you press send. I'm surprised I haven't been caught out by this before. As someone that has kind of two addresses, my home address and my uni address, but has also got like three different uni addresses from three years when I've been at uni. I'm surprised it's taken this long for me to be caught out. But it happened. I was a good student and actually decided I was going to buy a book this this time around that I'm supposed to read for one of my modules. And went on to Amazon, put it in the basket. I must have clicked some like speedy checkout option or something because I don't remember seeing the screen where it's like, where would you like this delivered? And the next thing I know, I've got a message from my mum saying, a parcel's come for you. Did you mean to send it here? Which of course I didn't, which is kind of useless to me. So, you know, it's, a, it's an oldie, but a simple one and a goodie. Double check the delivery address. Don't do the express checkout because your your books will end up 180 miles away from where you are. It's annoying. It's hassle. It costs an extra postage stamp. Nobody wants that. So just, just, just double check. Also this week, I've learned a quite a useful skill. I've learned how to edit video. I, I, you know, I'm I'm all on it with like the audio, the words, the sounds, the waves. When it comes to pictures, video, I haven't got a clue. But um, the mate of mine this week asked me if I could help them out with something they had a lot on they're like oh, I need to edit this video can you do it for me and I was like well I don't really know how to edit video but I'll, I'll give it a stab and I had to edit a video which involved some people in cowboy hats throwing cowboy hats onto cardboard cutouts of sort of 90s and noughties country singers the Dixie Chicks it was called quite originally throw the cowboy hat on the Dixie Chicks and it was my job to put it together and make it look good Yes, I may have used the font Comic Sans to title it, but it looks all right. It doesn't look terrible. It's basically a first attempt. I've done a good job. I've acquired a new skill. I can edit video now. Hire me, lads. I'm, I'm very much available. If you want something that looks like it was made by a sort of a 14-year-old vlogger, I'm your guy. And finally this week, 
I've learnt that you should you should really hoover more often than uh, once every seven months about that i don't i don't remember hoovering my my leeds bedroom since i moved into the house and that was in july and it's now february um to be fair and most of the time we didn't really have a working hoover it just kind of blew stuff instead of sucking it up rearranged it you know and we, we got a brand new one. It was really exciting. It came in a box, a brand new Henry Hoover. Honestly, this could have been the highlight of my week. <laughs> a new Hoover arriving. Vacuum cleaner, I suppose I should say. A new vacuum cleaner arriving. And I gave I gave the Henry a spin yesterday. It, it has a good suck, got to say. But here's your Henry Hoover review. It's good. It works. It does the job. And my room's so clean now. And I'm just really happy and content that it's all nice and tidy and dust-free for the first time in seven months. It's good. You should you should try it more often than I do. So to summarise, the lessons that we've learnt this week. You should double-check the delivery address before you click send. Um, I personally have learned how to edit video. Always use Comic Sans. It looks good. And you should hoover more often than once every seven months. You're welcome. Learning lessons so you don't have to. Here's Eminem and Juice World with Godzilla. Oh my god, that is ridiculously fast. Do you think he did that in one take? Do you think do you think he did it at that speed in the recording studio? Or did he do it much more slowly? And then they're spelling it so it's really fast and he's fitting the rhymes and he's doing it fine and blah blah all that. That was me just doing some freestyle rap, you know, just, just casually throwing it in there. Wow. Impressive from Eminem and Juice World with Godzilla. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Hello. Hmm. Music. Everyone, everyone listens to music. Everyone has opinions on music. This is, you know, so far, pretty self-evident stuff. I, I'm annoyed by music snobs. This is something that I feel like I've mentioned before, definitely, especially when the new Arctic Monkeys album came out a couple of years back. Do you remember that? And it was it was quite poor by most people's standards. Anyone that listened to AM, great album, was just like, what is this? Everyone that was all like muso and snobby about music, they're like, oh my god, it's, it's genius. I love it. It's, it's inspired. Yeah, those kind of people, I don't really get them. I just think, come on, like, stop pretending you don't love getting down to Carly Rae Jepsen. You know you do. You just, you think you're too cool to admit it. These are people who are, I guess, regular regular targets of my mockery. Um, and once again, I was encountering them this week in a room. Uh, context being, you know, you know how I, I do this show. It's on the radio, right? Every Saturday, three to five. It's it's quite good, I think. I'm glad I'm glad that you're here. I do, you know, other bits and pieces. I'm at uni. I do student radio. That's well cool. It's like a radio station, but at uni, and loads of people are involved in that. And that is, it's very different to this in, in a number of ways, much less professional for a start. But also they have, they have like playlist committees. They have a meeting about what songs they're going to play in a given week. It's all very, you know, managerial, procedural, a bit dull. And here, here's the thing you need to know. Basically, the songs they always put on this, this playlist, right? They're always pretty terrible. They're like... They're just weird. They're by artists no one's ever heard of. They're, I don't know, some weird jazz, jazz punk post-rock fusion thing that lasts like seven minutes. And, you know, nobody is ever going to sit through all the way. But they're like, oh, my God, this is inspired. Let's put it on the playlist. That's what they're, <laughs> they're kind of like. And so I've never really bothered going to these meetings because 
there's literally no point in me being there. I'll be like, oh, guys, I think we should we should play the new Five Seconds of Summer song. And I'll be like, get out. Just leave. But I decided, because I had nothing else to do this week, really. So I was like, you know what? I'll go along. I was promised free biscuits. There were free biscuits. They were very good. There were some bourbons and there were some gluten-free chocolate chip cookies. Now, as a person who can eat gluten, um, I did try gluten-free chocolate chip cookie. Didn't didn't even miss the gluten. They were great. But that's, that's besides the point. At this meeting were, you know, a number of people who were all quite serious about music. A lot of them had long hair. A lot of them had beards, um, piercings, you know, all these kind of things. Including, present at this meeting, by, I guess, pure coincidence, Wizard Radio's very own Tamsin Craftman, who is on every Saturday from 12. And she was there. I, I actually know Tamsin Craftman in real life. She's, she's quite nice. Um, and she was there. And she was, you know, fully involved. And I hate to say it, I, I don't like to, you know, criticise my fellow presenters on air. Tamsin Craftman, she's a music snob. I'm sorry, but she is. You know, she does a good show. It's a great show on Wizard Radio, but very much getting involved with the, like, music snobbery. They played out a sample of the new Dua Lipa song, which is so good. I love the new Dua Lipa song. And everyone was just kind of, you know, scratching their beards and going like, hmm, no, I don't like it. It sounds like the kind of thing they might play on Capital. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, nodding in agreement. No one's no one's down for the new Dua Lipa song. And I was just sat there like, oh, when will you learn? When will you people learn? Just, just chill. Embrace the Dua Lipa. Inside everyone, there is a hidden Taylor Swift fan waiting to waiting to break out. I'm convinced. And Tamsin Craftman, I think, is one of those people. She won't admit it. But deep down, she does have a secret Taylor Swift fanness about her. And one day she will embrace it. So when she's, tell you what, when she's on next week, 12 o'clock next Saturday, if you remember, if you're up, if you're listening, just send her loads of messages being like, bet, bet you secretly love Taylor Swift. She won't know what's going on and she'll quite, she'll quite enjoy it. So yeah, hate to out Tamsin Craftman as a music snob, but she is one. Anyway. Coming up next, I've been a child and I've I've hidden one of my housemate stuff. I'll tell you why. After May Muller, this is therapist. It's Wizard Radio. I like that. That's good. May Muller and a therapist. I'm excited to hear more from May Muller because that was very enjoyable. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. Hello, Megan. The Stallion is on the way. So is Tate McRae. And in a second, well now basically, I am probably going to to somewhat overshare about someone's life that's not mine. Um, I'm not sure really how much right I have to do this. Well, I, I am sure how much right I have to do this, but the answer is the answer is none. Um, but but we're gonna do it anyway because it's it's quite funny, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and keep it vague so I don't cause any unintentional embarrassment or upset. But just, just bear in mind, oversharing information that is not mine to share is incoming in a moment um but first i guess some context i am essentially a child trapped in a, a 20 year old man's body that's how it feels sometimes um i quite enjoy stupidity and idiocy and silliness and variance on that word i'm quite immature i laugh at stupid things that no 20 year old should really be laughing at because it's not that funny and this this was never clearer than a night this week when something quite unusual was happening in my house. Um, I I'm still not entirely sure how how it's best to phrase this. Someone 
someone I live with. I'm not even going to tell you which one because I think that's unfair. Someone I live with had invited someone over, which is very nice, you know, to have a friend round. It's always nice to have friends round. You can you can have fun chats and I don't know, watch watch TV or cook together or play games. And well, it it, it certainly sounded like they were they were um, <clears throat> playing playing some kind of of game which is is quite unheard of very very loud game weirdly which i've never really oddly enough in nearly three years of uni has never really (laughs) happened to me in quite such close proximity before and uh, it was it was quite the experience the the remaining members of the house were all kind of gathered downstairs going oh i can't i can't can't really (laughs) can't really sleep at, at the moment with this with all the fun they're having playing their game <laughs> so um we were just kind of downstairs making light of this and i noticed that the the friend the special friend that had come to visit they'd they'd taken their shoes off and they'd they'd just left them by the door and as a child that i am i thought wouldn't it be funny if if I were to hide the shoes so that when the time comes for this special friend to leave in the morning, they're they're stuck because they don't know where their shoes have gone. And this this is also kind of extra funny when you consider we genuinely had no idea who this person was. We'd never heard of them before. It'd never been mentioned that they existed or that they'd be visiting. So it was all it was all quite a bit of a shock for the rest of us, a shock and a surprise. And we thought that would be a fun way of being like we know and then they'd know that we know without us actually actually having to <laughs> to talk about it which would have been quite weird and so i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna hide the shoes and i did not like in a mean way i didn't make them impossible to find i just moved them slightly so that it would require effort to look for the shoes when they eventually wanted to leave whenever that may have been and i found this very funny <laughs> because I'm very immature. And I think it was. I think it was a fun little trick. It was never mentioned afterwards. I never heard anything about, you know, funniest thing. Um, a pair of shoes went missing this morning. It was just, it was never brought up. But but I know and my house knows and the, the person involved also knows. We know. And that's what I'm quite enjoying. The mind games. So this, is a, this has been a very roundabout way and a very oversharing way of getting to what I would like to ask you this afternoon which is what is the longest you've ever got away with hiding someone's stuff? The, the sort of the end of this story is that I was out all day the next day at uni. So I never got to experience the, the shoe search. I didn't hear it going on. I think it would have been quite funny to have been there, but I missed it, which is a shame. So I don't know how long it lasted, but I would like to know when is the, what is the longest amount of time you've ever managed to hide someone's stuff? Um, you can text me if you like on 07807 you can tweet at Wiz Radio. You can email station at wizardradio.co.uk, or you can send us a Facebook message as well. What is the longest you ever got away with hiding someone's stuff? I would like to know. I'll read a few messages out in a bit. I'm gonna play you Tate McRae soon, and now Megan the Stallion with Namani Diamonds. It's Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. Radio. Before that, Megan the Stallion and Namani with Diamonds. I'm Alec Feldman. It's Saturday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out. Five sauce and Halsey play before four o'clock. Oh, and then just before four, we can launch someone's knocking at your door. We'll 
receive the guest just before four o'clock and then you can have a go at guessing who it is. That is all on the way. And me imagining spelling mistakes and kind of question everything. But now, back to hiding people's stuff. I was very immature and whilst one of my housemates was having a nice time with a special guest, I decided it would be funny to hide their shoes so that they couldn't leave. And funny it was, although I never got to see the outcome. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it being quite funny. George says, a couple of years ago, my younger brother was really annoying me, so I decided to hide one of his shoes. Just one. Sneaky. When he wasn't looking, I took it out of our cupboard, hid it in the thing behind the toilet, like the bit that's behind you when you sat on the toilet. It has water in it and I have no idea what it's called. Anyway, the next day, when he was getting ready for school, he couldn't find it anywhere and I just kept quiet. My mum was looking for it all day. Couldn't find it anywhere. Wasn't found for ages. After a while, even I'd forgotten about it. Then, about three months later, we had a blockage in the toilet. The plumber came and he found the shoe. I was the only one who found it funny after my mum had to buy my brother new shoes. Yeah. Um, right, first of all, I can tell you that the bit behind you when you're sat on the toilet that contains water is called a cistern. You're welcome. All the toilet facts on this show. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio, the home of toilet facts. Uh, that was the first thing. Next question was, when he, when he was getting ready for school and he couldn't find the shoe, did he just not go to school that day? Because he's, you said your mum was looking for it all day. So did he skip school because he had no shoes? Or did he go to sh- school with one shoe? Or did he go to school with different shoes, non-regulation shoes, and then get in trouble for it? This is an interesting question, which you did not let us know, which is a shame. Um, three months is a very long time. But I mean, I don't know. What... Would anything bad happen if you left a shoe behind a toilet for three months? I guess it wouldn't, because shoes aren't alive, and toilets aren't, like, alive. I mean, they are, but... Yeah, yeah okay. I, I was just wondering whether, I don't know, the shoe would go mouldy or something, or just smell really bad, or the toilet would do something to it. But no. Okay. The shoe is probably fine. Was the blockage caused by the shoe? <laughs> is that what the plumber found? He pulled it out, and he's like, Oh, yep, there's your problem, mate. It's a shoe. Or was it just unrelated and he happened to stumble across the shoe? Was it, wait, was it inside? Oh, no, no. Oh, my God, no. It was in the thing behind the toilet. I couldn't work out whether it was, like, slipped in behind it, whether it was actually in it. It was in the cistern. Okay, so it must have been quite disgusting if it was in there with all the water. Okay. And then the plumber found it. It was the source of the blockage. That is brilliant. That's so good. Oh, man. Nicely played. Well done, George. That is excellent hiding. And for three months, that's good. Theo's been on. I once hid one of my friend's school bags in the ceiling of the PE changing room. It had one of the ceilings where you can lift it up and hide stuff in there. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know just the kind. Theo says, It only came to light at the end of the lesson when my friend complained to the teacher that it had been stolen. Our PE teacher held us all behind until one of us would admit we'd stolen it. Then, it dramatically fell out of the ceiling because it was too heavy. It was hilarious, but I got internally excluded for it. Oh, well, totally worth it, I I think. You may disagree. Your parents probably disagree. I think totally worth it. That's really funny. I can just imagine, like, the most stereotypical PE teacher, like, tall and a bit aggressive, being like, right, own up. 
as if it's some kind of military drill. Who's stolen the PE bag? Nobody leaves until we find out. And then just as he, I don't know, because obviously he's going to be pacing up and down the room with his hands behind his back. Just as he turns around, right in front of him, just this thing dramatically crashes out of the ceiling. And he's like, hmm, well, which one of you was it then? Who put that there? <laughs> Brilliant. Very good. But I mean, apparently the ceiling tile's quite expensive, so <laughs> I hope you didn't get the bill for repairing it. Ellie says, I was really annoyed with my mum a few months ago. I decided to hide her alarm clock, because why not? It was obvious that I'd taken it, because we were in an argument. But I'm particularly good at hiding things in plain sight. In this case, in the microwave. Now, it turns out that putting alarm clocks in microwaves is a very bad thing, because the radiation in the microwave lingers around. When the alarm goes off in the morning, it nearly sets your house on fire. I didn't get away with that for very long. About 12 hours, I reckon. Not bad. Also, what what are you on about? About radiation lingering in a microwave? Is that true? Is that a real scientifically provable fact? Surely that would be like really dangerous to just have these these cupboards where there's just you know casual radiation seeping out every time you open the door. Yeah, have some have some radiation. Surely not. Is that real? And uh, how does an alarm clock going off? What does that do to the microwave? I have so many questions about the science of this. If anyone knows a lot about physics and electricals and microwaves, can you can you get in touch just to explain this one to me? Because I genuinely, I don't understand what's going on and why the two are connected. But that sounds quite dangerous. If anyone would like to do a scientific experiment in which you put an alarm clock in your microwave, no, no, don't do that. I'm only kidding. Please don't do that. Don't, don't, don't do it. I'm not encouraging that. Don't put alarm clocks in microwaves because I said so. If I told you to jump off the cliff, would you do it? No, don't do it. I was only joking. I'm, I'm now more intrigued by this, this whole microwave business. I'm going to go look that up. Whilst I do that, how about we listen to some new Five Seconds of Summer? It's called No Shame and it's playing on Wizard Radio. Five Seconds of Summer and No Shame on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman here. Continuing the new science segment of the show. I've been looking this up, right? I can't... I haven't looked that hard, <laughs> admittedly. But the one thing I've read on a website called Science Questions with Surprising Answers uh, suggests that microwaves don't linger in a microwave after you've turned it off. They disappear within microseconds, and it's compared to like when you switch off a light and it gets dark. That's like how instant it is. Like if you open the door whilst the microwave is still on, the microwaves will just disappear way before you've ever got the door like even more than I don't know a millimeter open, as far as I can tell. So I don't quite know where it comes from that the microwaves just kind of linger, hang around. In answer to my question, why would we have boxes in our houses that just emit radiation. It's non-ionizing radiation, which basically means it's like Wi-Fi or um, your mobile phone, which in, uh, means it's kind of fine. I also googled the phrase alarm clock microwave to see what would come up. Found some suggestions of people saying you could use an a microwave as an alarm clock if you put something on for like <laughs> 12 hours, which was an interesting idea. Um, saw some videos of people putting microwaves on with an alarm clock inside them and, you know, blowing up. Not good, dangerous, don't try it. But my favourite thing that I found when I googled the phrase microwave alarm clock is this from NBC. 
Police. Suspect put alarm clock in microwave during shooting. A, um, a man faces possible charges after shooting up the room and putting an alarm clock in the microwave. And all it says beyond that is just um, police say the man claimed to have a calling from God. So God supposedly told this man to put a, a clock in a microwave. And so that, that ends the feature on the show that I'm calling Microwave Chat. Now, at, at this point in time, I was supposed to be talking about a weird experience where I imagined a spelling mistake. Um, but I've worked, I've only got about two minutes to do it, so I'll make it quick. Don't worry. Um, I, I just kind of questioned everything this week. Oh, it's Alec on Wizard Radio, by the way. Hi. Questioned everything this week because I got very confused. A friend of mine, they, they have a website, and I was looking at their website, and I noticed in one of the sentences on their website, they had a spelling mistake. They had written, they'd written about the place in Leeds called Millennium Square, which is like a big town square. They do loads of cool events there. They'd called it Millennial Square, and me being a sort of a pedant and annoying like that, I was like, ah, a spelling mistake. I must tell them at once. And I kind of, I did forget about it for a couple of days. And then I was speaking to them. I was like, oh, by the way, just thought I should let you know, there's a spelling mistake. Feeling, you know, really smart, really proud of myself. That I'd spotted this spelling mistake. Really smug, you know, annoyingly smug. But then, then they they messaged me back. Actually, I'm gonna find it. What did they say? They said, like, what are you talking about? I've just checked, and it's fine. And I was like, I think not. Like, I can't see the error. Are you sure it's on this website? And I was like, yeah, definitely. I've checked. And then I had another look. I went back to look at it to see if it was still there. And this is when things started to get weird, because, because it wasn't there. The spelling mistake that I thought I'd seen on this website had disappeared. So that's, that's slightly strange. But what's weirder is they then said, I think your eyes were deceiving you. Nobody has changed it. In my mind, the spelling mistake on the website had quite clearly changed because I couldn't see it anymore. But they were saying no one had changed it. And that's when I kind of start to think, oh, no. Oh, how embarrassing. I've, I've got too full of myself. I've gone all Billy Big Balls, full confidence pointing out a spelling mistake feeling really smug and it wasn't actually there at all and it was just me making it up that looks kind of stupid but i was like surely surely not surely someone must have changed it i don't believe this and i i tried to find like an older version of the website and google is supposed to have a feature where you can do this if you look at like the catched version i.e the version that google like archived when it made the search results that was from sunday which was before i spotted the spelling mistake but it, the spelling mistake wasn't there. And this, this really confused me. And I, I just stopped briefly for about half an hour. I just kind of questioned like everything. I was like, why am I imagining spelling mistakes? It's my superiority complex so big that I need to point out spelling errors that don't exist. What's going on? Why, why is my brain doing this to me? How did I read it wrong on like two separate occasions? What's going on? How has this happened? And it was really weird. I felt like I'd, I'd sort of gaslit myself. That's how weird it felt. And then I had one last idea. I was like, hang on. What if the first time I saw this spelling mistake, I took a screenshot to send to them? I didn't remember doing this. I didn't think I had done it. But I went onto my phone camera roll and looked in my screenshots. And I had. I'd taken the screenshot. And I looked at the screenshot. My eyes were not deceiving me. It did say Millennial Square instead of Millennium Square. They were, they were messing with me. They were trying to make me question 
everything I thought I knew. But what matters here is that I was right. There was a spelling mistake. I wasn't making it up. And I'm not just imagining spelling mistakes because that's the kind of weird, sad person I am. It was, it was honestly the weirdest half hour of my week. Just questioning what on earth was going on with my reading in my head. It was so weird. But I was right. And now I'm really smug. I don't know how it got changed, but it did. But I wasn't wrong. And that's that's what really made me happy. Someone's looking at door is coming up next. First, Halsey, you should be sad. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Good afternoon and welcome to Someone's Knocking at Your Door. Radio's only door-based quiz. <laughs> I'm your host, Alec Feldman. And uh, in just a second, I'm going to stop that now. Soon, someone is going to be knocking at my door. I, you know, I just have a feeling. I can feel it in my waters. Um, they're coming. They're approaching. And when they do, we need to be ready. We need to be ready to interrogate because I'm not expecting anyone. I haven't invited anyone over. And yet, they, they might be here any second uninvited, which is quite frankly rude. They can only come in if you can correctly guess who has been knocking at the door. You do that through the medium of James Gilmore. He is like the the go-between between the door and the people. So, mm-hmm. James, hello. Hello. You are the go-between. I, you know what? That's my name. James Go-Between Gilmore. So I'm um, just um, actually just waiting for, for whoever it is to, to show up. Oh, Aha. I heard that. So did I. Here they are. Right, let's let's take a look who is knocking this week. I'm actually I'm upstairs this week, so I'm having a look through. You're peeping behind the curtain, like okay. a, a nosy neighbour. Okay, I see who it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, we're ready. Hit me with some questions. All right. Um, our interest though, Alec. I thought you recently got that new ring doorbell. I did, but it wasn't working out for me. Um, oh. I just, okay. I don't know, it got a bit too annoying. I got random notifications all hour of the day and night about people knocking at my door. Just got a bit much. Okay, fair enough. All right. So, my first question is, is this person a man? Yes, they are. Okay, he's a man. Is this man British? No, he is not. Is this man American? Yes, he is. Okay, he's American. Is this man known for a talent or ability? Probably. Okay. That's a weird response. And probably. Has this man recently been viral on social media i'd say so yeah okay so an american man who's recently gone viral on social media that's all of my clothes i think those were quite well targeted well focused questions thank you i do try Mm. have anyone got any ideas who's knocking at my door they're an american man sorry carry on i'm not you know what? You carry on, Alec. No, you what, carry what were you on. thinking? What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking, but I don't think this is it. Like a Logan or Jake Paul. Mm. Okay. 
we'll take that's, that for that's what the it noise is. I'm going to make to that suggestion. Okay. Maybe not. Interpret right. that as you will. Okay. But they are they are a man who is American. They're known probably for talent and ability, I would imagine. They've recently gone viral on social media. But who is knocking at the door this week? 07807-183-538. Text me with your guesses. We can find out who it is at about 10 to 5. You can also email them, station at wizardradio.co.uk. You can tweet them at wizradio. Who is knocking at the door this week? They can only come in if you can guess who they are. And so get your guesses in now and we'll we'll take a peek later on coming up a little throwback from a lesser on Ron Republic and BTS are on Wizard Radio next after the news it's two minutes past four Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet One Republic and a lesser if I lose myself on Wizard Radio before that BTS aka you know the biggest band in the world right now with Black Swan I'm Alec Feldman and this is Wizard Radio Thanks for hanging out on the way. How do they decide where to put people who have coronavirus or who might have coronavirus? I have some theories. That's on the way soon. And Lauv and Dua Lipa as well. I was having a conversation this week. This sort of relates, although not entirely, to what I was saying earlier about music snobs. This isn't music snobbery as such. It's just something that never really occurred to me before. In an age of, like, streaming, if people don't, I don't know, watch much telly. If people don't listen to much, like, chart radio, you're not really necessarily going to come across, like, popular music that often. And it never really occurred to me, because to me it feels kind of unavoidable. Like, whether you like it or not, you'll always know, roughly, what songs are about at the moment. Because if you don't hear them on the radio, you hear them in shops or just out and about in places that have music. And... Went from that conversation onto a conversation about the playlist in shops. And I was saying Morrison's have a banging playlist. And then I I came up with another idea. From the idea that Morrison's has a really good playlist, because it does. Supermarkets should have playlists that, you know, reflect their character. And, you know, that could mean different things to different supermarkets i feel like sainsbury's once upon a time did they have an advert with take that songs in that feels quite sainsbury's to me that similar kind of like middle-aged you know quite respectable middle of the road type supermarket that that makes sense or um what else what what other supermarkets are there asda asda would be i don't know some manufactured boy band or girl band or something but anyway I, I'm getting distracted. The one supermarket in particular I thought should have a particular type of music was Aldi. Everyone knows Aldi. Who doesn't love an Aldi? They are, they're great. They're iconic. Great prices and great products. This isn't a paid advertisement. The cracking bakery as well. And Aldi, quite famously, is like a, a German supermarket. And when I think of German music, one of the f- I don't know whether this is accurate, to what they listen to in Germany. When I think German music, the first thing I think of is German techno. And so I I did have an idea, right? Picture this. Hit the music, please. You're walking around. You've got your shopping trolley. The music, this is going off. It's blaring out the German techno. Quite quite high tempo, right? Encourage you to speed up and do your shopping more efficiently. You'd be like running around Aldi. Oh, you pick up, I don't know, some, some cheap fruit there, a bit of vegetables there, some tins. Ah, the, the fish oil. Let's buy some, 
some fish. Grab all bakery. Yeah, grab grab everything for bakery. Run, run, run. Kind of like a supermarket swift. Oh, you're in the middle aisle now. Oh, it's the middle aisle. Brilliant. A super soaker. Just what I needed. Grab that. A hedge trimmer. Oh boy, pick it up. Throw it in the trolley. Yes. Run to the checkout. Sprint. Leg it. You get to the checkout. The checkout person's there. They just can barely see their hands. They're putting your, your item through the checkout so fast. You can't see what's going on. It's all going off. Before you know it, all your items are in a bag. You're out of the supermarket. And then, you know, calm. The music stops. And how efficient would that be as a shopping experience if Aldi played German techno music whilst you shop? This is, this is an idea I had. I thought this idea, it's just, it's too good to stay in my head. Because... They need to know. The people of Aldi need to know this idea. And so um, I thought I'd get into contact with them. So I sent them a tweet yesterday morning. I said, hi, I have some feedback on your stores. Please can you DM me? And then um, someone replied from Aldi, Aldi UK, saying, hi, Alec, if you pop us a DM, we can assist you further. That was from Ross. Um, so thanks for your reply, Ross. So I slid into DMs, just again, you know, hi. I have a suggestion that I think would vastly improve the shopping experience in Aldi stores, I said. And someone replied, Hi Alec, thanks for getting in touch. Please let us know of your suggestion. We will be sure to pass it on to the relevant department. Thanks again, Carly, from the Aldi UK Twitter team. And so that's when I thought, you know, it's time to drop, drop the bomb here. The killer idea. Hi Carly, thanks for getting back to me. I've often found that your stores are quite busy and the queues at the checkout at the end are quite long. I know the checkout staff do go very fast, but the sheer quantity of people tends to cause quite a few delays. So hear me out, lads, because I've got a solution. What if German techno music was played really loudly in all your stores? The fast tempo would really encourage all your shoppers to speed up a bit and think about the superhuman performance it will bring out in the checkout staff. I'd really appreciate you passing this on. Many thanks. And um, Carly replied, saying, thanks for your message. We appreciate your suggestion and we'll be sure to pass it on for consideration. Thanks again from Carly. Sure, sure to pass it on. Isn't that exciting? Someone high up in Aldi management is going to hear this idea that they play German techno music in Aldi shops. Now, some might say that Carly was just saying that to be polite and it's definitely not being passed on. But she said she was sure to pass it on. So I trust Carly. Um, I think that's going to happen. So... Next time you're in Aldi, listen out for the German techno music, and when you hear it, you'll have me to thank. This is Lau and Tattoos Together. Lau and Tattoos Together on Wizard Radio. Dua Lipa coming up, and JP Sachs as well. I'm Alec Feldman. And you know you know, coronavirus, that's, that's very much on at the moment. Everyone's kind of scared. People are issuing advice left, right, and centre. I saw a sponsored tweet on Twitter yesterday from NHS England, literally just saying... The NHS is confident that it can handle the coronavirus outbreak. And I was like, wow, it's got to that stage where people are so scared that the NHS is having to do sponsored tweets. Okay, everything's clearly fine. And um, you might have read this week, people who have been abroad, I think specifically people that have been in China, which is where it seems to have originated. British people who have been on holiday or working in China. The UK government has been like, oh my God, we need to get you back immediately. And they've chartered planes and they've flown these people out to come and to come back to the UK. So they're safe from the virus, supposedly. I did see a very funny picture of a coach driver who had to pick them up from the airport 
kind of quite early on Sunday morning, he did not look happy. He did not look like the kind of person that is happy about taking a busload of potentially, but probably not infected people up to the Wirral, which is where they took them. The Wirral, it's um, kind of near Liverpool, I think. Just maybe south of Liverpool a little bit, I think. That's kind of my geography. So like northwest of England, basically. That was where all these people were taken for quarantine so that they can't reintegrate back into the world and potentially infect everyone else. And I think they've been doing, the government have, they either have done or they're about to put on another flight doing the same thing again, just for anyone that was left. And this time they've decided to take them to Milton Keynes. Now this, this seems quite harsh to me, that you would decide yeah, all these people, they might have a virus we know very little about, could be deadly, could be fine, we don't know. But in the meantime, we're just going to quarantine them. We're sending them all to the Wirral, which is quite harsh on the Wirral, and quite harsh on Milton Keynes where they're sending them now. It's like saying, you know what, if we have to send them somewhere, where where will least be affected? Oh, we'll send them to, to Milton Keynes, it'll be fine, who cares? Which is very insulting to people who live in Milton Keynes who are basically being told you're not important we don't matter you don't matter we can infect you with the coronavirus and it'll be fine which is mean so how, how does this decision making process work I wonder is someone at the highest levels of government sat there going where don't I like where would I be happy to wipe out with an infectious disease breakout the Wirral let's get rid of the Wirral is someone sat there doing that or is it more random are they are they closing their eyes and pointing to a map and just kind of waving their finger out and then deciding to point something and opening their eye and wherever their finger is landing above that's where they decide they're going to send the next tranche of potentially infected travelers is it that way is there maybe a dice two dices and a ordinate survey map you put you you, know, you roll the dice you get the coordinates and it's like oh you've rolled you've rolled three six what What's three six on the map? Oh yes, Derbyshire, you're next. Is it a random hat? Do they pull towns out of the hat? What is the thought process behind this? I'm, I'm just interested. I'd like to know. I'm fascinated. I'm intrigued. It could be anything. It could be any of those things. If anyone has any insider info, if you work in the coronavirus department of the government, I mean, pass on any expertise you can give us. Where's next? What's happening after Milton Keynes? Should we decide right now? tell you what let's decide right here right now where the next coronavirus plane is going to be sent to i have in front of me a map of the uk it's currently quite zoomed in so i'll just zoom out so it's not focused on leads and we can oh there we go oh no now it's too big now it's the whole world okay i've got i've got all of the uk in front of me i'm gonna close my eyes my eyes i've got a hand over my eyes i'm waving my hand around i'm gonna stop now my finger is pointed at um, the M54. Where's that? Um, Wolverhampton. Congratulations, Wolverhampton. You're next. You are due a plane load of people who may or may not have the coronavirus. Congratulations. You've won the prize. That must be how they do it. Must be. Dua Lipa with the epic physical on Wizard Radio right now. Dua Lipa and physical on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman. So, it's been a week then. Seven whole days since the world ended. Since, you know, since we left. Um, it's been it's been a tough seven days, I won't lie. Um, I'm not doing that great. But, you know, we, we move on. Got to keep going. 
And I read, I read that just before we left, um, the UK was given, you know, a goodbye message by the country Croatia. And this message is not quite what you'd expect it to be. And, you know, this was at the final ever meeting of EU envoys where the UK was there. It was chaired by the Croatian ambassador called Irina Andrese. And her last words to the UK, whilst the UK was an EU member the first time round, um, were goodbye and good riddance. And everyone was a bit like, oh my gosh, you can't say that. That's, That's so rude. I mean, fair play. Fair play. We've been we've been nothing but horrible to them. But still, it's 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 quite brutal <laughs> as we're leaving the EU to be like good riddance. <laughs> but apparently, this was this was just um, put down to being a, a slight translation error, and they didn't actually mean to say good riddance at all. Now, if I were Croatia, I'd totally use that as an excuse, but actually be like, no, we totally meant to. Low key, we did it on purpose. But, you know, if you can put it down to just a translation mistake, then if you can get away with it, go for it. Because people people believe you, but, you know, deep down we know that you meant it and that's fine. We deserve it. Um, I wonder what's been going on there. Do you think just shortly before the meeting started, she used a slightly dodgy Google Translate translation. She wanted to say, like, goodbye and good luck, but Google Translate worked its magic and didn't, didn't quite get the meaning right. That's what I think they could conceivably put it down to. And I was wondering whether anyone else has had any Google Translate fails like that when Croatia accidentally, accidentally told the UK good riddance when we left the EU. So has Google Translate ever set you up to fail? If it has, I want to hear about it. 07807 183 538 is the text number. You can tweet me at WizRadio. You can email me station at wizardradio.co.uk. That's the email address. You can Facebook message, Instagram DM. It's basically all the platforms in the world. We're on it. Um, you can't TikTok us, but I don't think that'd really be quite right. All of those places, get in touch. Tell me whether Google Trans. I never set you up to fail and totally screwed you over, just like Croatia. I'm going to play JP Sachs now. JP Sachs is new, so as a special treat, I've I've built like a little fact file, I guess. I've done, you know, research like I always like to do. Fully verified, fact-checked, factually accurate, and I've condensed it all into 60 seconds just for you. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. JP Sachs is the third most famous JP in the world, after Morgan and Cooper. However, with the release of this new EP and collaboration with Julia Michaels, he aims to have moved up to second place by the end of the third quarter of 2020, and hopefully first by the end of 2022. The strategy for achieving this aim is simple, world domination through music. When he sings about the world ending in this song, he's actually referring to the current world order. JP wants this to come to an end, to usher in a new era, the post-JP Sachs world. JP wants to change things forever, partially out of spite that he's only the third most famous JP, but also because he wants to have a lasting impact on the world during his limited time on it. Music is the best way to achieve this, in his view. The lyrics to If the World Was Ending were inspired by a small 3.2 magnitude earthquake that JP experienced one morning, which caused a house of cards he was building to collapse causing much frustration and disappointment. And that's J.P. Sachs in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
Saturdays 3 till 5. 5 o'clock tonight, all your hip-hop and R&B needs are catered to with Miles Bukulski. He is on after me. I'm still here. Until then, playing Jonas Brothers soon and Becky Hill. And you just heard Selena Gomez and Rare and JP Sachs and Julia Michaels if the world was ending. I asked whether you'd had any mishaps with Google Translate, whether it ever kind of screwed you over. Croatia, they got screwed over by Google Translate. They meant to say, oh, bye UK, we'll miss you. Actually said, good riddance. Now, maybe maybe that wasn't, strictly speaking, Google Translate, but, you know, it's believable if you say it was. Zach says, I've just started learning Dutch at school. As of January, that's new. Obviously, I don't know any Dutch, but I'm joining the class a few months after it started, so I need to catch up quickly. We had this homework where we had to write a short story about anything we want to in Dutch. So naturally, I went straight to Google Translate. I wrote the whole story, put it in Translate, and then copied the translation. How wrong I was. When I got the homework back, my teacher highlighted a whole section of it, which had translated to, it's been the goat in the budget, because he's raining badly, so quite short, he is on the bucket month out. I don't even remember what I was trying to say, but it teaches me to actually check the translation just in case. Well, yeah, that is always what they warn you against language teachers, isn't it? They're like, oh, don't use Google Translate. It won't, it won't, won't make sense. We'll know, and they always do. It's been the goat in the budget. Ah, oh, yes, the the famous budget goat, a personal favourite of mine. Yeah, um, he is on the bucket month out. <laughs> Which makes no sense. I love it. I wonder what it, the story was in English. Was the story about a goat? Was there a goat involved in the story? Or has the goat just kind of come rogue out of nowhere? I, I'm quite interested to see what the story was in English. Because if you didn't write it in Dutch, you just have to sit there writing you know, a fairly simplistic story. Much like you would do as a child, like I did, as I read to you the other week. You can still listen to the clip at wizardradio.co.uk of Baby John's Balloon, which is a book I wrote when I was six. It was your story a bit like that. <laughs> Baby John's Goat, perhaps it was called. You could make a whole series out of it. His goat was raining quite badly in the budget. Haley, when I was in primary school, my family moved to Sweden for six months for my dad's work. A lot of people in Sweden speak English, so it wasn't too bad. But my school in Sweden wanted me to learn some Swedish whilst I was there, which was cool. Once I tried to say, I'm drinking juice because it's good for you, to a friend. And this was early on, so I was using Google Translate. I actually said, <clears throat> oh, I'm going to speak Swedish now. Jag pamedon juice, which means I'm wearing a juice, which is a very different thing. Yes. Yes, it is. I, I don't know how you'd wear juice. It would either be all down your front, you've spilt it, or you're dressed as a juice carton, which would be quite fun. Mariam says, last year I was speaking to this boy who's in my year at school. We were speaking on Instagram DMs. Oh, it's been sliding in. We were flirting and because he's Greek, I asked him to teach me some Greek. He sent me something, which when I translated it on Google was, just wipe your shoulders away, which I didn't really understand. But I thought it was cute. So I was like, I'm reading this word for word. <laughs> Thank you, X. And he was like, Really? and asked me what I thought he'd said. So I told him, and he showed me what he actually had said, which was, you have a chip on your shoulder. Not really a compliment. Turns out I was flirting, he wasn't. What a brutal way to shut someone down. 
in a way they, they can't even understand because it's in the wrong language. I like that. That's like a role reversal. That's not you trying to pretend to speak a language and Google Translate. That's translating something back to you and and just <laughs> getting the meaning totally out. Wow. You have a chip on your shoulder is it's harsh. You can I can sort of see where that comes from. You could you have a chip that becomes like wipe, as in you chip away at something or you, you wipe it, you know, on your shoulders. Ship your shoulders away. <laughs> it's, it's sort of the same. Google Translate, it, it, it's not to be trusted. It's sneaky, it's slight, it'll screw you over in situations just like that. Just like it happened to Croatia when they said good riddance to the UK. How could they? How dare they be so rude? Shaking fist at sky, etc, etc. Someone's looking, they always come out next after this song, which I really like, by Becky Hill and Shifke, which is called Better Off Without You. It's Wizard Radio. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Someone's Knocking at Your Door. The game we play every week at this time. A game that involves knowledge and skill and guessing. Mainly guessing. Someone, um, about, about five, no, was it four o'clock actually? They, they knocked at the door. I wasn't expecting them, but they, they showed up. They gave us a little knock. I don't know, don't know what they're doing here. They can only come in and join the party that we call Wizard Radio Saturday 3 till 5. If you can guess their identity, who has been knocking at the door? If you can guess, they come in. If you can't guess, I will send them on their way. Not interested, no excuses. They're not invited, they're not coming in. Uh, Clues this week then. They're a non-British man because they're American. They are probably, I'd say, known for their, their talent and ability at something. And they've recently been viral on the social medias. But who was I talking about? Who's at the door waiting to come in? Ella thinks it's um, KSI. She says, I know James said he thought it was Logan Paul or Jake Paul. But I think KSI is knocking on the door. He's British, not American. But he's very famous in America. He's known for multiple talents, including rapping and boxing. And is always going viral on social media. Yeah, um, what bit about he's American was was unclear. KSI is very much British, you're right. Um, so he's not knocking at the door. Although, t- to be fair, Adler, I was in a lecture this week talking about Americanism. And, you know, why does America think America is so great? And Americanism, you know, it's an idea. You don't have to be born in America to be an American. You can just believe in the idea of America. So maybe KSI believes in the idea of America therefore he is an American that is possible so okay fine if we use that logic then yes KSI could be knocking at the door but he isn't I'm afraid Eh, eh, wrong Corey does that squeal you made when James said Logan or Jake Paul I mean it's one of them I think it would be Jake Paul of either of them because he's become more viral than Logan recently well yeah Logan Paul I feel like his career is somewhat faltered since that that forest video in Japan it wasn't a squeal I didn't squeal when James said Logan or Jake Paul it was more a an indicative noise of skepticism because he was quite far off the mark I was like eh, which is not a squeal a squeal's like eh, and that was more like a Shrug, like a, a verbal shrug, I'd say. Not a squeal. Thank you very much, Corey. Um, I 
feel like no, one, no one's engaging with the clues this week. They're just talking about Logan or Jake Paul. Um, no, it's not. It's not uh, Logan Paul or Jake Paul. Neither of them are knocking at the door. To be honest, if they did knock at the door, I'd, I'd probably I'd pretend to be out. Just close the curtains, turn off the lights. Not in. Maddie thinks Donald Trump is knocking at the door, Alec. He is a man. He is an American. His talent or ability is being able to lie with full confidence at basically all times and to anyone. And he's also always going viral on social media. He is the definition of viral. If it is him, then can you not open the door to him, please? Here's another one. Him and the, the Pool brothers are people I would definitely pretend to be out for. No. Trump, thankfully, is not knocking at the door. I think he's otherwise engaged this week. He's been a bit busy, so he hasn't had the time to come and see me, unfortunately. Maddie, you are incorrect. Donald Trump is knocking at the door. Uh, we we have a guest from Aiden. Just just two words. It says Philip Schofield. Yeah, very funny. I see what we did there. I considered that, and I was like, no, that's that's not a very good idea. But it's not Philip Schofield knocking at the door. Sam, this might be random. Is Jim Carrey knocking on your door? He's an American man known for a talent, acting. For some reason, he's been all over my social media feed lately. I hadn't heard from him in ages, and now he's literally everywhere. I haven't noticed a sudden uptick in Jim Carrey-related content, personally. But I... Is it? No, no. Jim Carrey is not knocking at the door, I'm afraid. Unfortunately, it seems, nobody... I, I say nobody has worked out who's knocking at the door this week. Which is interesting and unusual. It's a rare one, but we'll, we'll call that a win for me. Uh, the person that's come closest, I think, is Maddie, who said it was Donald Trump. It's not Donald Trump, but it is someone who has been looking to replace Donald Trump, potentially, as president from 2020 onwards. This person, like I said, they were recently viral on social media because um, after the Iowa caucus, there was a picture of this person, this man, kissing his husband, and it went viral, and everyone was like, isn't this incredible that a candidate for American president can openly kiss their husband and be photographed and it's fine. That's what they went viral for. The talent and ability, I guess, is being a politician and specifically being a mayor because the person knocking at the door this week is a guy known to many as Mayor Pete. That's right, Mayor Pete's knocking at the door. Pete Buttigieg, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Mayor Pete is one of the Democrat primary candidates. He's, he's been the mayor and he is knocking at the door. Unfortunately, nobody guessed that. So, Mayor Pete, be gone. Away with you. To the, to the, I don't know, something with you. Release the hounds. Goodbye. Mayor Pete, not coming in, I'm afraid, because nobody got someone's looking at you. All right, which means, I guess, I win. Happy days. All right. Uh, I think, I think we'll leave that one there, shall we? That is the end of the show. We've spent nearly two hours together. It's been good. I've had a lovely time. And now I must give you some parting information, starting with the following. This show has a podcast. It's great. I mean, I, I think it's quite good. It's this show. Everything you've just heard, but they take all the songs out. And so it's just me talking. I don't know whether or not that's an improvement. I, I mean, people would have different views on that. But you can get that from all the podcast places. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Acast, all of them. Alec Feldman, the podcast. Please give it a listen. Please give it a subscribe. It would mean a lot. And you just get the show dropped into your your phone every day. Not every day, every week. If you miss anything, that is where you can find it. And 
Um, there'll be clips on the website as well, hopefully. Wizardradio.co.uk. I'll see you on Friday. The weekly mixtape will return. That's a whole hour where I pick all the songs. It's quite exciting. There's some, there's some good ones. Just songs you know, love, forgot. They're all on there. Friday, 3 till 4. And then we'll do all this again next Saturday, 3 till 5 on Wizard Radio. I'm done. Miles is next. Here's Jonas Brothers. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.